This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston. Oh, oh, oh. How it hurts, Brendan. It hurts so badly if you're a Christian McCaffrey enthusiast because uh, last night on Thursday Night Football in a game in which he should have absolutely trounced the Houston Texans, a little hop step and a little tug of the old hamstring exit stage left, and he was in the tent for an eternity. Uh, I guess they were trying to massage that thing out. I thought it was like an old Civil War tent, and they were just there (laughs) and like hacksawing the leg off. Uh, but he emerged, uh, all appendages intact, but moving sluggishly to the locker room, and we did not see Christian McCaffrey again. We do not know the severity of the hamstring injury, but in more than likely, this could be a multi-week setback, Brandon. And as yeah. a result, um, you know, we, we got some Chuba Hubbard. He had his moments last night. He showed some decent burrs, caught the ball cleanly, with the exception of the first botched opportunity out of the backfield. And my boy, Royce Freeman, the hand rising from the grave my dynasty shares are still registering a pulse uh he only played on 14 percent of the snaps but uh had the best run of the night i thought on a 13 yarder so how do you see this shaping up for carolina here in the near term just to give you a little bit of a perspective uh the panthers get the dallas cowboys on the road Ooh, tantalizing in week four yeah, I'm sorry, Brad. I know you take any excuse to just get all <laughs> hot and bothered about oh, Royce yeah. Freeman, but we're going to have to let Chuba Hubbard lead the narrative here. Uh, the guy looked really good. I think he's more versatile, although Royce you know, was playing a passing down role for Denver for a, a period yeah. of time. I just think it's a little bit more juice from Chuba Hubbard. I don't think we're going to see a Mike Davis-type dominating role in, in relief of CMC from Chuba Hubbard, especially since he's not super experienced. But, man, he looked good, and he looks versatile. And I, I don't know which pass attempt you're talking about, but there was one that was kind of sort of uncatchable. It wasn't a very good ball. It was the first pass he had in the game. Because remember, I had a prop on over two and a half receiving yards for Chuba. Okay. And, of course, that cash. But that first one, I was like, oh, don't tell me that he's going to squander his only opportunity. Okay, so the, he missed he missed uh, two out of the five attempts thrown his yep. way. The other one was not very catchable, so I wouldn't blame him on that one. The other, I mean, nine yards a catch on three catches, very nice numbers there. Eleven carries, fifty-two yards, very nice numbers as well. I think you kind of have to look at this as something like a Mike Davis last year, maybe Sands. I don't know, uh, twenty-five to thirty percent because of a Royce Freeman potential role there, but they, you know. It's Carolina for a long time, from Ron Rivera to Matt Rule. They've liked to really lean on one back, so it'd be interesting if they actually employed a full-blown platoon, which I don't think it'll be a full-blown platoon personally. No, and look, here's the deal. I'm not smashing the piggy bank for Juba Hubbard uh, because, you know, we hope that Christian McCaffrey's going to be back at some point, pinning, again, the severity of the injury and the official diagnosis. Uh, But, you know, this could be a two- to four-game starting stretch for him. And I do believe Royce is going to have a role. Uh, I think it's going to be probably 60-40, maybe 65-35 Hubbard to Freeman. Freeman is exceptional in pass, uh, pass pro. He proved that as a member of the Denver Broncos. You mentioned the pass catching ability and his ability to churn up yards between the tackles. So, uh, I, you know, if you got $100 still in fab cash, I wouldn't be spending every last dime. Uh, but it's probably going to take a good 20 to 25% of your budget if you want to ride the Hubbard uh, hovercraft here over the next, uh, again, two to four games. So we'll see how things materialize there in Carolina. 
With that put to rest, let's get to it on this Friday edition with the main slate of games upcoming in week three with another Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, as we always play here on Fridays, a little pick 'em, Brandon. Here's how the game works you're going to get a three pack of players similarly ranked according to the Fantasy Pros aggregate. And you are going to pick your poison, which you feel is going to be the best of the bunch from a fantasy football perspective. Let's start a quarterback. Here are your options. Matthew Stafford against Tampa Bay. Daniel Jones against the ATL. Or Aaron Rodgers under the primetime lights against San Francisco. I'm going to go Matt Stafford. His over-under line on passing yards is over 300 yards. We've seen teams throw against Tampa. You can do that. Uh, it's hard to run against Tampa, and especially hard when – your lead back, Daryl Henderson, is hurt, and Sony Michelle is, well, you know, he's got that knee thing, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> arthritic knee, Hammondager, I mean, all the uh, all the adjectives, who, all the adjectives. Are you going to give him much of a chance running into the teeth of Vita Vea and Indomitian Sue? I I don't. So I just don't even think the Rams are even going to pretend like they're going to establish the run. I think Matt Stafford comes out firing. That's why I am going to take Stafford, but I. Uh, I, I do like Daniel Jones's rushing upside as well. Oh, and I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going Daniel Jones. I, I feel disgusting. I feel like uh, I'm just uh, encased in filth, and I need to shower for a good 30 minutes. Cold, hot, it doesn't matter. i got to wash <laughs> it off. It's got to happen. Uh, but look, Daniel Jones and the RPO is here to stay. You and I talked to Pat Leonard from the New York Daily News on the Faith and Oys uh, radio show, Sirius XM Fantasy Channel 87, uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday through Friday. And, you know, we asked him about – you know, Jones and his running ability. And he goes, look, this is part of the offense that Daniel really likes. He loves running RPO. And that read option has been deadly. And with Saquon back, and I think he's going to be back at full strength this weekend, and you got well, one of the mother of all matchups on paper against Atlanta, it could be banner results for Jones. Atlanta giving up 7.61 YPA, 280 pass yards per game, eight combined touchdowns here uh, the first couple of weeks of the season. And then uh, you look at that secondary, I mean, it's hideous with Moreau uh, and the other DBs there uh, combined giving up a 126.1 Passer rating there is assignment. So, you know, despite Jones's inaccuracies, yeah, that floor is just so high because I think he's a good bet for 40 rushing yards yet again. So, you're going to go with Stafford. I'm going to go with Danny Dimes, and we're going to disagree. Number four. All right, moving on to running back. Here are your options. Miles Gaskin with Jacoby Brissett under center in Vegas. Uh, Kareem Hunt uh, going up against the Chicago Bears. Uh, that was last week. Or, no, that's this week. That is correct. That's this week. Yep, uh, that's Mike correct. Davis uh, going up against the New York Giants. I wrote all these while I was about three tequilas in last night, so I'm, d- I'm double-checking my work right <laughs> so, now. So early in the evening. Early, yes, it was early in the evening. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, give me Miles Gaskin because I got a feeling about uh, the passing game work. I think he's like a five, potentially six-catch guy this week. And, you know, in half PPR, full-point PPR – Catches are worth so much more to a running back than a rushing attempt. And I just think that's where Gaskin's going to end up winning the day. He had a couple catches from Bissett in last game for 22 yards. I think he could double that 
get into the 40, 50 yard receiving range, have a huge day through the air. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, you and I are symbiotic here. I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin as well, a guy that had four catches uh, for 21 yards and 46 total yards last week against the Bills. You look at Vegas, uh, giving up 5.21 yards per touch to the running back position. They've also surrendered 10 total receptions to RB. So I got a peg for right around 66 to 70 combined yards. I think he finds the end zone as well. Uh, and by the way, daddy love the over on the three and a half receptions prop on Miles Gaskin. So you and I are gassing up the Miami Dolphins running back. Number three. All right, let's move on to wide receiver. Uh, another three pack of picks. Here are your options. Chase Claypool against Cincinnati. Devontae Smith on Monday night football against the arch rival Dallas Cowboys or your boy. You've been quite the apologist for him. <laughs> Marvin Jones in a game with some pew, pew, shoot out appeal against Zoda. Yeah, so the deal is is I would, would maybe normally go chase Claypool here, um, but Ben Roethlisberger has a pectoral injury, and if you look at Chase Claypool, I think his A dot, his average depth of target is like 17. Like, he's their deeper threat, and I just think, especially if Deontay Johnson is out, man, I would be all over the over on Juju Smith. He's in like that four to five yard A dot range. It just feels like that's going to be where Ben Roethlisberger is going to be throwing the ball. So I'm out on Chase Claypool this week. I'm in on Marvin Jones because he's kind of been like Brandon Cooks. He's been like the guy that has been targeted heavily each week. He keeps getting it done. I keep kind of like wanting to say, oh, the matchup, the, the environment's not great, but he keeps doing it. And it was like Brandon Cooks last night on Thursday night football. It was like I, I wanted to say he wasn't going to get it done, but he's he's the guy there and he's getting it done week in and week out. They're going to have to kind of accept it. I think I'm there with Marvin Jones as well. Give me Marvin Jones. Oh, it's close. Uh, but I'm actually going to go with Devontae Smith. Uh, I featured him in my Fantasy Flames column this week up on BalletSports.com. Uh, I know that he had a clunker of an effort last week. The two catches for 16 yards and it was Quez Watkins who had the large chunk gain uh, in that contest against San Francisco. But, man, I love the matchup on paper against Dallas. Uh, four point, uh, uh, yeah, 4.78, uh, that is the wrong number. I don't know what wrong numbers I'm looking at here. I can't even read my damn handwriting, Brandon. Again, it's a tequila hangover, I swear to God. Here's the correct numbers. Uh, again, two catches, 16 yards last week. Uh, he had a 16.1 A dot so far through two games. He's seen over 25% of the target share. And he's going to see Anthony Brown. And we know what Anthony Brown has done. Uh, he's gotten down, if you're the opposition, giving up a 148.2 passer rating. So I think Devontae Smith, the Slim Reaper, going to put Anthony Brown and the Cowboys into a chokehold. And as a result, I think it's going to be another 70-plus and a touchdown. Number two. All right, another three-pack of wide receivers. Here are your options in this one. Uh, Corey Davis in Denver against the Broncos. Tyler Boyd. Uh, T. Higgins did suit up at practice uh, we saw right before tape time. We'll see if he is going to be available for that game, but could be limited against the Pittsburgh Steelers or Rondale Moore, the waiver wire sensation. Again, taking on Jacksonville. I'm Team Tyler. Team Tyler Boyd coming off a nine target, seven catch, 73 yard performance. He did a lot of that with Joe Burrow last year on our Sirius XM show. We had Pittsburgh beat writer on who said Tyler Boyd's the one guy that could give Pittsburgh's defense problems. Uh, if T. Higgins does does not play, I, even better for Tyler Boyd, I think, because they're going to just roll extra coverage over on Jamar Chase, make sure he doesn't hurt him deep. But I think that's just going to leave Burrow even more so to work the middle and that underbelly of that defense. So 
Uh, I will take Tyler Boyd at Rondell Moore second. Uh, Tyler Boyd's just been on the field uh, a whole lot more than Rondell, although I think Rondell against Jacksonville may be in line for his biggest workload yet. Yeah, he played 50% of the snaps last week to Rondell Moore, and a player that I think is going to have another standout week. Uh, I'm going Rondell Moore, slide edge over Tyler Boyd. I think Boyd's got the safer floor, but I, in terms of ceiling, it's got to be Rondell as the highest of the trio for sure. Uh, you know, Rondo right now number two in yards per route run among all eligible wide receivers of 4.82. He's top 10 in yak per reception. I mentioned that snap share rising. Uh, he went from 13 routes run in week one to 22 last week. And operating primarily out of the slot, which he's done 71.7% of the time, he's going to get Tyson Campbell, who's a cute little kitten there from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not really earning those friskies, Brandon. As Tyson Campbell's given up a 130.6 passer rating. So, uh, Rondale, again, to the rescue here. Uh, I think he is a firm wide receiver three. And, again, slight advantage over Tyler Boyd. Number one. All right, let's round out the player pickums for week number three. And let's go to running back and some uh, you know players that people may be straddling the fence on. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, the king of disappointment, uh, going up against the L.A. Chargers, Chase Edmonds. Uh, going back to that Arizona-Jacksonville matchup, or Tyson Williams, uh, who is uh, really risen to the occasion here and has sparkled in the advanced analytics categories, which I'll explain here momentarily. Yes, I'm tipping my hand. He's going up against Detroit. <laughs> yeah, I, I man, I would if if this was really my choice, I'd be bummed because I would lo- want to play all these guys. I really like the upside of all these guys this week. I'm going to go to Ceh. We preach volume, and he had a big clunker last week, but he had 13 touches. Nobody else in the backfield had more than three. I mean, he is the guy there, and we got a we got a over under this week in this game, fireworks at about fifty five yeah. points. You know, yeah. I think you just got to get the piece of action with Ceh there. He is going to get the vast majority of the touches in the backfield, and you can't say that for the other guys. You also can't say that they're over under uh, in the game that they're playing is as high either. So give me Ceh, even though. Uh, I hate to cast Edmonds and Williams aside. Just throw him the damn ball. That, that's yeah. what you drafted him for, Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes, you wanted him as a premier pass catcher of the backfield because he's slippery, he is sharp in his routes, and he has reliable hands. And they are not doing that. I think they will this game. And I have no inside information here. This is a completely gut call. Uh, that's why I took the over on the two and a half receptions for him. They have got to get him more involved as a pass catcher because he is largely ineffective between the tackles. They're trying to, you know, force that round peg uh, into the square hole. Yep. So uh, I, I don't, you know, disparage your CEH pick, but I just think Tyson Williams is the better selection. I've, I've now moved him up to RB15. That's how confident I am, Brandon, that he is going to have uh, that level of a performance this week. Uh, you look at Tyson, uh, he's played right around 48% of the snaps. He's gotten 54.9% of the opportunity share. He's running 12 routes per game, so he's highly in fact, uh, effective and active in a multidimensional role. And what's really impressive about him, again, according to the advanced analytics, RB4 right now in yards after contact per attempt at 3.68, and you get Detroit. The Hello Kitties are clawless, uh, they're cute, they're cuddly, and uh, they are bashful when it comes to tackling. And they've got a 4.78 yards per carry, 5.42 yards per touch. So, man, I am all, all, all about Tyson Williams this week. So make sure you get him in your lineup. But Brandon's like, hey, this is the week that CEH <laughs> washes away the stizzink. Well, 
I will take Tyson Williams over 56 and a half rushing yards at minus 110 at William Hill. I like that an awful lot. So I will choose Tyson Williams in certain places. William Hill slash Caesars Sportsbook now. So there oh. you go. Uh, I like that call quite a bit as well. All right, before we get on out of here, Brandon, uh, give me the one storyline, whether it's a player, a team, a coach, whatever, that you got your eye on most here in week number three. Uh, what about a Saquon Barkley bust out? I've been yes. writing about that this week, and I know you're on board with me. We've talked about it, but this is a matchup against Atlanta, and the evolution from week one to week two to week three feels like we're going to see another step of Barkley into his full-on leading man role and putting up leading man fantasy numbers. Uh, I'm ready. I'm I'm banking on it, and I want to see it play out. Yeah, I do too uh, because I might have a multi-unit wager on the over 61 and a half <laughs> yards. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Well, look, man, he played 58 to 69 snaps. Yep. He got the yep. extended layoff. Daniel Jones going to continue to run. You know, we talked to Pat Leonard, and Pat Leonard is like, yeah, I think he's going to get right around 20 total touches in this game. So he's going to get back to his customary volume. You know, your your last opportunity to buy low on Saquon Barkley, uh, tick, 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 the time is ticking away because it, it yeah. that uh, discounted price is going to expire come uh, midnight Sunday. So, look, man, I'm all about uh, Saquon Barkley. Uh, the one storyline I'm, I'm zeroing in on, uh, clearly it's Justin Fields. Absolutely. Oh, of course. You know, and here's the reason why. Justin Fields, it will be Fields of Gold. I truly believe that. And and Brandon is imploring me to use that as his theme song instead of Your Love by the Outfield, but it's too <laughs> it's too slow and depressing. It really yes. is. It really is. It doesn't get it doesn't match the excitement level that you have no. for your man. No, that would be the antithesis of what really should be attached to Justin Fields because uh, my excitement level is through the roof right now, and understandably so. And and I think he is going to perform. We know he's going to do on the ground. Now, I think his rush yards props are getting out of control. They're now in the mid-50s after they opened at 39 and a half. Uh, I think he's going to hover right around 50 rushing yards in this game. Uh, you know, he's just like Jalen Hurts. He's, he's an unrefined passer with incredible duality. And when you have a stout interior of that Cleveland Browns line, you get him on the edge, and that's where he can be most dangerous in RPO plays. And, too, I think he's going to be able to take advantage down the field because Cleveland has given up an 8.7 YPA, 282 pass yards per game, and a 7-1 to touchdown and interception split, including two rushing TDs to quarterbacks this season. So, uh, Fields, who's number one in dot, average at the target at 10.5. Dude, I think he's going to be top 10 this week. Top 10. I'm not crazy, am I? Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I actually have him at 14, but I can see I can see the rationale. Uh, yeah, you're going to see clearly uh, once the day is gone on on <laughs> Sunday that you were uh, egregious and you had slighted Justin Fields too harshly. Top 10 week, it's happening, fools! And Nagy, just assign him the starting job the rest of the season, please. But knowing Matt Nagy, Fields go out there, have like four total touchdowns, and be like, yeah, we're going to go back to Andy Dalton. Because he's that <laughs> idiotic. Just trust me, folks. Well, you know, if he wants to look for employment soon, uh, that, that would be one way to do it. Yeah, listen, folks, uh, we riot, we picket. We do whatever is necessary to keep Justin Fields in the starting lineup. But with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Uh, please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this program. And until next time, adios!